Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to The Ambience. I am your host, Jay, and today we will be talking about some prank calls made to the fast food restaurant that I used to work at. Also, we will be talking about some pranks that happened in the drive-thru window of said fast food place. Stay tuned. Hello, folks. Welcome back to The Ambience again. I am your host, Jay, and we will be talking about some pranks that happened at my last job at a fast food place. Now, Fast food places are known for many things. It's one thing to eat the food, but it's quite another to work in a fast food place. And this fast food place in question was no different. So we would get calls all the time. Managers would pick it up. Sometimes managers would get tired and have other managers pick it up just because of how monotonous it became and just because of the idiocy that happened on the other end of the phone. You had people that would call and that would ask for really stupid things. Like we had one guy one time that would say, hey, do you have that Baconator? It's like, Sir, we are not a Wendy's. That's about half a mile down the road. And then we would have, uh, we would even have people call, Hey, you still got that five for five deal? Okay, no, sir. That was at an Arby's and that was also 15 years ago. That did not, that does not happen here. We are not Arby's. But what was interesting is, uh, we, like, apart from, apart from the idiocy that we had that would call us, we had, we had people that would call with some really, really, uh, odd jokes. And, like, It'd be really stupid jokes. Like, they would be calling, and my manager would answer the phone. Hi, well, hi, thank you for calling McDonald's. What can I do for you? Uh, yeah. Is your refrigerator running? And then he would instantly hang up the phone because it was a prank. Now, we were, all, we were obviously taught proper phone etiquette and how you shouldn't just hang up on people. But when you work at a fast food place, you're taught how to do certain things like you're taught the rules and what you sh- what you need to do and there are these health codes that you should abide by in which no place is perfect and phone etiquette is no exception that being said we had a guy that would call and just joke after joke and every time he would hang up he would get about maybe two seconds of his little one-liner joke and the manager at the time would just hang it up but one day in particular my boss at the time he he picked up the phone, and he was like, Hello, Granite Falls Abortion Clinic, no fetus can beat us, how may I help you? So obviously the click didn't happen on his end of the phone that time. <laughs> and I mean, I mean that, that ain't even the darkest of it. The dar- uh, I think the darkest one that I heard was it was the same boss, and it was a, a group of different prank callers, and he had done his usual. He had called like five times pranking everybody that day. And my boss had picked up the phone, and he was like, Welcome to the abortion clinic. You rape them, we scrape them. How may I help you? So, I had never understood the whole prospect and idea of face melting, but my face all but melted because my mouth, it made a bigger O than the rings around Saturn. Let's just say that. He was laughing, and then he had become my best friend during the time, so I kind of just, I laughed a little nervously. (laughs) So also, that ain't even like that wasn't even the funniest as far as uh, as far as answering pranksters go. Like I was on, like I was working night shift there one time, and the manager at the night time, the manager she was a she was a lady, and she had she had picked up the phone because it had just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. She picked it up three times, and it was just people that were just screwing around on the phone, you know. But she handed me the phone, and she was like, Jay. I want you to screw with these people. And the phone was still on. 
So likely they could hear what was going on. They didn't know that I was about to come on the phone, though. So uh, what had happened was I picked up the phone, and I started speaking like Boomhauer from Hank, uh, King of the Hill. And <laughs> so this is kind of what happened. She picked up the phone. Hey, you got any bacon ears in there? Right away, she hands the phone to me. Yo, man, I tell you what, I've been calling y'all people better than a month now. Drag grab at y'all every time I dangle dog cross. He's already having a jaw 24 hours a day. And before I could finish that sentence, I heard a click. So I knew that I either had them laughing or freaked out. I thought it was laughter because the other three around me were laughing, but they were they were doing kind of like a smoker's laugh, you know. <laughs> they were going tea kettle. And they were also speechless. <laughs> But, um, I just, God, I had such a weird time working there. I was there for six years, actually, and it was my first job, and you learn a lot of things from your first job. You really do. You learn how to, like, you learn the value of teamwork really quickly, and then you find out the lack of teamwork your team really has. (laughs) And, like, there were these memes going around on Facebook at the time that I all but could understand and agree with, because uh, there was a page uh, that said, Worker Memes from like fast food worker memes and one of the memes was my job has this thing where if you show up on time and you're a good hard worker then all of a sudden you get the privilege of being asked to be four or five different people at once and ladies and gentlemen I'm just here to tell you that is the God's honest truth when it comes to that I mean it's just crazy you show up you're responsible you're dependable yeah it looks good on your resume but boy does it make your work in life hell? I mean, I mean, my wife actually used to work in the same restaurant with me, and she brought up, uh, she brought it up as a question to me. She said, "Why are you trying to kill yourself here when you got all these people around you that are just not doing jack crap, and they're still getting paid the same as you are?" Let me tell you something, folks. I was there for six years. I was even upgraded to kitchen management. And I disagree with that because, for one, I'm a terrible manager. I really am. And two, I never made above nine fifty an hour. Whereas at my current job, I make almost double that. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like I do less work. I mean, I mean that's good, really. I think that's the ultimate American dream. Do less, get more. The American dream, working-wise, anyway. Because we all want to get money, we all want to get rich and famous, but we don't want to do what it takes to get there. So anyway, my little rabbit hole that I chased right there was a bit of a doozy. So on to drive through pranks. Now, in the drive through you had your people, you had, uh, you had your angry customers, you had your nice customers. You even had customers that you could barely, uh, that you could barely communicate with. For example, when I was on third shift, every morning at about 5.45, we would get this deaf lady that would come through. Now, the problem is, the people didn't know that she was deaf. And so she would, like, you know, she would be talking into the microphone out there that was in the speaker box at the menu, and she would all but yell and then we had people that would make fun and it was just it was sad it really was but i'm just i'm just saying like you had all these people from all these different backgrounds and all these different uh situations that would come through and they had really serious cases i mean 
you couldn't help but feel sorry and your heart couldn't help but break for these people. But then you had the people who would come through and prank you. Like, for example, I was on third shift. We had a guy come through. It was about 11 at night. Night was just getting started. The rush hadn't even happened yet. So we had just, uh, we had pretty much just gotten our little freak out out of the way. There were many freak outs on third shift, and I'm sure there still are. I just want to go ahead and interject and say that the thing about working third shift at a fast food place, think about doing twice the amount of business with only a quarter of the staff. That's just about what it was like. And then at the end of the night when the first shift would come in, all of a sudden they would, they would, they would just look over the fact that you had to struggle just to keep the store going. But they would look at the fact that none of their stuff was set up. First shift has to be perfect. First shift is the shift where all the business is made. And to some extent that may be true. But that's just what it is. It's like there was another meme on that Facebook page that I told you about. It said, it said third shift where you work the hardest, yet you're the most underappreciated. And honestly, I feel like if you work third shift, nothing could be harder from the truth. It's even worse for police officers. Police officers, they patrol the streets at night, facing dangers that they protect you and I from, knowing they not might make it home. Let me try that again. They might not make it home. But it's the truth. Third shift, everybody else is asleep. They couldn't give a crap less of what you're going through, what you're dealing with. It's just one thing less for them to worry about and one more thing for them to gripe about in the mornings when they come and see you and find that their stuff has just moved a little bit to the left or there's not enough utensils out there for them to use or nothing could be stocked and you're over there just trying to struggle to breathe because you're you're dripping so much sweat. And it's just, it's crazy. It, it It's crazy, for lack of a better turn of phrase. It's crazy. But anyway... Sorry for chasing another rabbit. drive through pranks. So, they weren't as much pranks as they were stupidity because pranks actually have a good punchline. Like, we had people come through the drive through This was at 11 a.m. Or not 11 a.m., 11 p.m., sorry. Anyway, they would come through, and everybody had headsets on during third shift, so you could hear what it is that they were ordering, so you could go ahead and prepare it. And... What it was, was this guy came through and he was like, yeah, can I get six bags of methamphetamine and a pound of Coke, please? At this point, I was just burnt out and I was, I almost clicked my talk button on the headset and I almost said, yeah, sir, just go ahead and pull around and get your get yourself out of the car and put your hands behind your back, please. <laughs> but no, he, uh, he kind of just laughed it off as if it was really funny and he gave the order, which was really just, why would you come for just fries, you know? Why not, like, stuff on the menu is just really cheap. Why would you only come for one item? I get that you only want one item, but take advantage, man. Take advantage. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we had another one come through, and there was a girl that used to work with us at the time. She was working the window. This guy came through. She took his order, and he uh, he came around, stark naked, in the front seat of the car, stark naked, flashed his junk at her, I didn't see this happen, but this is a story of hers. But, lo and behold, the stories you get at the drive-thru at night, I'm telling you. <laughs> and then we had people that were just, they weren't even trying to be funny. They were just saying it just to say it, because chances are they would love to hear their own voice. And he would say, like, there was a guy that came through and he's like, yeah, I want to get a Big Mac because I'm a fat ass. 
And we were just all, we were all freaking burnt out. Gosh, it was just nuts. It really was. And some pranks are pranks, but some pranks are not pranks at all. Anyway, that concludes, that concludes my little tale, if you will, or series of tales on prank phone calls to my fast food restaurant that I worked at and prank calls in the drive-thru of said restaurant. If you enjoy, please follow the podcast. Again, once again, this is The Ambience. I'm your host, Jay. And right before we go, we would like to have a special segment. And this is just an introductory segment. Trailer voice with many different things. This summer, see the film that's all about sports news and entertainment. Starring Cody Johnson and Miles Cool. Check them out on their podcast and also check them out on their YouTube channel at Exertion Sports. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is The Ambience, and I'm your host, Jay. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to follow and tune in each week for a new podcast. You stay classy.